bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul. Bless the Lord, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Good morning, generations of Renewed Faith Church and all of our followers abroad. Good morning. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good morning. The Lord is good. Yes. He is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Thank you all on this morning. I'm moving a little gingerly in my back. I went out on me a little this morning, so... Bear with me. I thank the Lord. My wife prayed over me and prayed for me this morning. And so, but I am moving a little gingerly, but this too shall pass. Amen. 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 Giving honor to God and the Spirit of Christ in this place. We do honor God for all of our clergy over generations, officers, and members of the body of Christ. Good morning. Good morning. To the media here, my daughter, mom, wife, helping behind the scenes here. Good morning. To the media there, Sister Nika and Brother Kevin, Sister Bunny, those who are making it possible for you to hear via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iPod, and whatever else we have out there, or podcasts. Uh, Y'all know I messed that up, uh, so forgive me. Charge it to my head and not to my heart. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But thank God for another morning. Amen. Amen. We continue to pray for, yes, go ahead. That deserves applause. God has given us another day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you. So much still going on around the globe that needs prayer. And so much in this country that still we still need to be in prayer for. Uh, those who are just set out to do wrong. Those of us who know what it is to write to do, we ought to do it. Amen. Amen. So good morning again to all of you. Um, we're going to say what the Lord has for us today. I pray that you're listening today and because this word addresses the church, but also mankind at large. This word, again, I say addresses the church, Amen. but also mankind at large. And so I um, was praying over some things with family members and um, talked about some things and I mentioned to them that they were in my sermon for Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so they're out there listening. They know who they are. Amen. Amen. Uh, so with that being said, if you would stand on your feet wherever you are, take your Bibles in your hands, go with me to the very beginning of your Bible. You can't miss this one this morning. If you've missed some other one, you can't miss this one. Go to me, the book of Genesis. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to be reading verse 1 through 9. Amen. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Keying on verse 9. Verse 9 will be our key verse. 
Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 9, with emphasis on verse 9. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that we are all there by now. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 9, with emphasis on verse 9. And I'll be reading from the expanded Bible, the expanded version of the Bible. This is the word of God. Now the snake was the most clever of all the wild animals the Lord had made. One day the snake said to the woman, Did God really say that you must not eat fruit from any tree in the garden? The woman answered the snake, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God told us you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not even touch it, or you will die. But the snake said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that if you eat the fruit from that tree, you will learn about good and evil, and you will be like God. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful, that its fruit was good to eat, and that it would make her wise. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some of the fruit to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Verse 7. Then it was as if their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made something to cover themselves. Then they heard the Lord walking in the garden during the cool part of the day. And the man and his wife hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Verse 9, here's our key verse. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? This is the word of God for the people of God on this morning. I want to preach just from those words as a subject this morning. If you're taking notes, and I want to use for a sermon title this morning, just that in verse 9. Where are you? Where are you? Thank you, Lord. Where are you? Let's pray. Father God, in the blessed name of Jesus, thou who sits high and looks low, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord, we're so honored to be here this morning. We ask that you will look down now on this, your man servant, God, with favor from on high. Touch my body even now, the disc in my back, God, that it would hold up, especially during this time of preaching your word. No flesh your glory in your presence, and so I don't yield to it, God. I surrender to you. Let your will be done now, that the preaching of this word would go forth, that thus will say the Lord will be heard and received. Lord, look now down on this, your church, assemble with us today. Anoint me afresh from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, that your word would come forth with power, clarity, and authority. Speak, Lord. Your children are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9, again, 
Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? Where are you? And from those words, we see in the text that Satan came disguised as a crafty serpent to tempt Adam and Eve away from God, to give up on the life that God had for them and to give in to the kind of lifestyle he wanted them to live. Amen. Ultimately, we know he succeeded in getting them to sin against God as if God was too strict and holding something back from them. They got what they wanted, or let me say it this way, they got what they thought they wanted, Jesus. but in a bad way. They had to learn, like so many to this day, that real freedom mm -hmm. comes from knowing what not to do and being obedient to it. I hope you're listening this morning. Yeah. Well, Restrictions are not always a punishment. With God, they keep us from doing things that are not good for us. Stop signs, in other words, for an example, think about it this way. Stop signs don't keep us from running them. But if another car is coming and we do, the outcome is not good, oftentimes fatal. But for some of us, we think we have to experience everything to learn from it. Oh, glory be to God. Well, let me say it this way. And I know there's some things maybe we may not be able to relate to because we have not experienced, but you don't have to experience everything to be able to relate to it. And, and, and let me say it this way. Uh, you don't want to play with Russian roulette to learn from it. You don't have to experience that to learn from it. A wise person learns from the mistakes. Watch this. A wise person learns from their mistakes, but an even wiser person learns from the mistakes of others. I think I need to say that again. Mm -hmm. A wise person learns from their mistakes, uh -huh. but an even wiser person learns from the mistakes of others. You don't have to make them to learn from them. Jesus. I pray you're listening this morning. Satan convinced Eve she could become more like God, becoming her own God, oh. doing what she wanted to do, doing what she felt was best for herself, not realizing that to leave God out is to put yourself in his place. No. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Jesus. He made Eve think that it was okay to do wrong as long as it was okay with her. Look at your neighbor to your left and to your right and tell them that sins that look good are hard to avoid. Sins that look good are hard to avoid. And watch this. And not only do they look good, they lead to more sin. Because after Eve sinned, we know from the text, she took the fruit and gave it to her husband, Adam. And the Bible said, and he did it. See, sin might start with you, but it's always looking to involve somebody else in it. <laughs> misery, in other words, we say down here, misery loves company. And in that way, you get somebody to share in your guilt so you don't feel it all alone. But the worst thing that you and I can try to do is to hide the guilty feelings without getting rid of the cause. Well. We oftentimes like to put a band-aid over things 
just cover it up, but never getting rid of it, never really addressing the problem. Yeah. That's, that's like constantly taking a pill for what might be allergies and sinus and never getting diagnosed. Wow. You, you never address the cause, you, so you just keep having the same symptoms. Wow. You can't address something until you're aware of it. I hope you're listening this morning. Mm -hmm. But for many, we'd rather keep trying to hide it like Adam and Eve rather than face the problem and get to the bottom of it. Amen. Until you get to the root cause of a thing, you can never fully address the thing. Mm -hmm. we, we just oftentimes try to pluck the fruit and never deal with the root. Mm. Adam and Eve hid from God when they heard him coming. Now remember, from the beginning, they heard God's voice and they were used to his voice and, and they never hid from him. But now all of a sudden, when they disobeyed God, they hide from God and, and they hear him coming. Why? Because sin broke their fellowship. Mm -hmm. The voice of the Lord that had once been welcoming had now changed and sounded convicting to them. Mm -hmm. What was wrong? Well, God didn't change. They did. Wow. And, and there's so many today that still think God is being too harsh and God is being too judgmental. God is being too hard. He's not being loving enough. Why would God let this happen? Why would God? Well, I'm here to tell you this morning. God didn't change. We did. Amen. And so with, with Adam and Eve, their guilty conscience made God's voice sound different than before. Yeah. And that is with so many of us today. Mm -hmm. His voice sounds so much different. The penalty sounds so much stiffer. Things sound harder because we change. Wow. And God's voice now all of a sudden sounds different to us. Let me put it in layman terms. You remember when mommy and daddy, when we were younger, when they used to tell us to do something. Amen. And it sounded like they were against us. We even may at times said, you know how some of you children have said to your parents, oh, I hate them. I can't stand them. Mm -hmm. You can't stand them because their voice sounds different now because they're punishing you wow. for something that you shouldn't have done. Jesus. But you love them when they're doing something nice for you. Now you can't stand them when they're correcting you. You might as well say amen. amen. And so Adam and Eve's voice now sounded different to them. Uh, God's voice sounded different to Adam and Eve now because their conscience had made them aware of what they had done wrong against God. See, we can't imagine though. If we look at Adam and Eve, we can't imagine what it was really like for them being the only people on the earth. No parents. No children. No family, no friends to talk to. Can you imagine that? They had to learn everything on their own. God gave them total freedom in the garden, but with the responsibility to take care of it. They only had one restriction, and that was not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, now, now though... Eve said even not to touch it, but God didn't say that to Adam. He just said don't eat from it. The day you do, you will surely die. So, so we got to watch how Satan will try to twist your words and twist the word of God. Amen. Or get you and I to twist it. That's why we must study to show ourselves approved unto God. As workmen that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. The enemy will always try to get us to twist the word, change the word. If you change a letter in any word, you change the meaning of that word. Amen. They had one restriction, not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
but they acted out on their own desires and rebelled against God. Some might ask, why would God allow the devil to tempt them, knowing their state of being? Why? Well, probation was essential to their spiritual development then, and it's essential to our spiritual development now. Let me say that again. Why would God allow the devil to tempt them, knowing their state of being? They didn't have anybody to go to. They were the first one trying to figure all this stuff out. They had to name Adam before he even came on the death. They had to name everything. Had to figure all this stuff out. Had nobody else there but God, who's always been there. But they had to try to figure this stuff out on their own. So why would God allow Satan, who had fallen from heaven, because he wanted to take God's place. Why would he allow him to test them, to tempt them such as, he, as they did? And I say again, probation. They were on probation. And it was essential to their spiritual development, just as it is to you and I today. Many of you a generation, you've heard me say on numerous times, a faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. Amen. Say Amen. A faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. God gave us just enough space to see what we would do with it. Notice that's why he put them in the east of the garden. They didn't have full rain, but they had the east of the garden to see what you could do with that. So many of us are asking God for more, and we haven't shown them we can take care of the little we have. If you be faithful over the few, I'll make you ruler over the much. Come on, church. Amen. We got to be able to show God that we can do right and do what he says in accordance to his word with what he gave us. We're praying God enlarge my territory. Why should he trust you with more and you haven't shown him you can be trusted with the little you have? Oh, glory be to God. Their innocence was lost when Adam and Eve willingly chose to disobey God. But the mere fact that Satan had to tempt them, watch this, the mere fact that he had to tempt them to get them to sin should remind you and me that we can't be made to sin if we don't want to. Amen. We choose to sin out of our own desires. If he had to tempt us, he couldn't make us do it. But he came to our own desires. Are you listening, church? But God was still there. Because God could have let Adam and Eve stay in that condition, the state that they were in, that fallen state, and never came to their aid. But he comes to Adam. Where are you? Glory be to God. As long as Adam and Eve knew only good, they stayed innocent. Choosing and experiencing only what was right in the eyes of God. As long as they only knew good. That's why there's something that you and I need to remain innocent in. Innocent of. There's some conversation that you don't need to have with people. There's some crowds you don't need to be hanging in. You need to remain innocent of some things. Sometimes people come to you with so many stuff, you need to cut them off. Say, I'm sorry, that's okay. Uh, I, let's just pray about that. Mm -hmm. You need to move on from some of those conversations, entertaining some of those thoughts. Let the church say amen. amen. Again, because as long as they only knew good, they did good. And some of this other stuff the devil wants to introduce to you, especially to our young kids. 
He's introducing these things to these young kids because they're not mature enough to handle them on their own. The decisions they're making, they're making based on a child's understanding. I believe it was Paul who said that when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, when I matured, I put away childish things. We can't expect young people, children that are not spiritually minded and grounded to make adult decisions. Look at all this senseless killing we have. Assault rifles in the hands of children with immature thinking and understanding. Mm -hmm. And we expect them to make adult decisions. Glory be to God. I say to you today, Adam, if you're looking out there, Eve, if you're watching out there, where are you? We see so many of these killed children are running around here killing and taking lives and, and people are going off the chain. And you don't see any of their parents until they make the news. Where are you, Eve? Where are you, Adam? Where are you before these things take place? As long as they only knew good, they did good. They didn't even see opportunity to do wrong as long as they did good. They were there. Watch this. It wasn't that the opportunities weren't there. They were there, but they didn't see them. So the fall introduced the capacity to see both good and evil choices and the desire to try them both and Satan had to find a way to get them to act out on them and so they decided to do what they wanted instead of what God wanted Amen. are you listening Amen. the devil came to Eve trying to reverse the divine role of the marriage and he's still doing it even to this day bypassing the man and appealing to the woman see he, he, he figured that God gave the order directly to the command directly to Adam initially, who, who then in turn had to have told his wife. Yeah. Otherwise, how would she have known that we cannot eat from this tree? Mm -hmm. Glory be to God. Are y'all listening this morning? Amen. But the devil therefore came to the woman and tried to get her to act out. And then she in turn gave it to her husband because he remembered it wasn't good for man to be alone. He remembered what it was like to watch the animals engage in, and he sit there on a stump and watch everything have fun and entertain itself except him. And so that, obviously to me, that was going on in his mind. I ain't going to be alone, so whatever you say, honey, I'm going to do. <laughs> Let the church say amen. And so the devil comes to the woman and bypasses the man, appealing to her, her desires. Which led then and still leads today to chaos. Amen. And Adam watched this. Adam stood right there next to his wife and let it happen. Men, it's time to step up and be the priest in your homes. Adam, where are you? It's time to step up and be the priest of your homes. It's time to step up. Be who God has called you to be as fathers. It's time to step up. Are you listening? God told them. That eating from the tree would lead to death. And it did. Though ultimately, watch this. Ultimately, though the manifestation of that death would be physical, it was also emotional, mental, spiritual, and relational. They had become competitive, accusative. Well, the woman you gave me made me do this, and, and uh, well, the, the, the serpent made me do it. They became accusative, passing down the blame. They became aware of their nakedness. Are you listening? 
They became afraid and they tried to hide from God. We know they were afraid. Y'all listening this morning? Amen. And God called to Adam, where are you? It wasn't that God couldn't see Adam. It wasn't that he couldn't see Eve. But he called to him, where are you? Because Adam, he had given a position and a task. Glory be to God. Let me say that. Adam, where are you? Adam was to be accountable. So God wasn't calling because he couldn't see him. Because he had given Adam a task. Are you listening? Adam was to be accountable, and so was Eve. He was, to, he was called to carry out a task, and he wasn't doing it. Uh-oh, it's going to get plain in a minute. He was called to carry out a task, and he wasn't doing it. He was lost, and God came to seek for him. Amen. Thank God he's coming for you. I, I can't stress this enough. It's, instead of you... Running from God because you feel convicted. You better thank God that he came looking for you. Because if God had let us stay in the condition and state we were without him. We'd all be hell bound. Every last one of us. But God so loved us. That he had a plan in mind. From the foundation of the world. Adam was to carry out an assignment. He had an assignment. Remember, God told him and the woman to be fruitful and multiply. Multiply the earth. To cultivate it. It's our responsibility to take care of her. You can't take care of the things of God hiding. Oh, glory be to God. And I believe just as God was calling Adam and Eve and asking the question, where are you? I believe God is calling out to many of us today with these same words. Where are you? Put your name there. Whatever it may be. Where are you? I believe God is calling out to you this morning. Fathers, abandoning your sons and your daughters. Where are you? Mothers, your daughters want to look up to you. You're running everywhere else. Where are you? Can't you see they're lost without you? Lacking what they need to survive and make it in this world. Sons are trying to run it off with Assault rifles and all these things. Fathers, where are you? They're lost without you. Adam, where are you? Adam represents all of humanity. Because from the one man, all humanity came into being. Are you listening? Amen. Husbands, abandoning your wives. Oh, glory be to God. Cut out all that overtime and all that extra work. Hanging out with everybody else but your wife. Make time for your wife. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Amen. You were called to love them as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Where are you, husbands? Christians, forsaking the assembling of yourselves with other Christians in the church. Where are you? You call yourself Christians, where are you? You're just bearing a title, many of you. Where are you? Make time for God and the things of God. You make time for everything else and everybody else. Glory be to God. I've never seen so many people that got so much to do on a Sunday morning. You can't make time for God. You're so busy that you can't make time for God. You can't see that it's a trick. You can't see that it's a designed strategy from the enemy. 
to keep you away from God and the people of God and the word of God. To keep you out of church. You can't see it's a trap. And so you make time to do everything for everybody else. I'm calling out to you this morning. Where are you? Ministry leaders. Not being true to your ministries. Serving when you feel like it and when you don't. And some of you not even at all. Where are you? Eve, where are you? You told God that you would serve him. You promised God that if he got you out of this the last time. You would do this and do that for him. Where are you? You're holding a ministry. You're leaders in ministry. And we don't see you. Where are you? It's time to step up and accept your responsibility and give an account for your behavior. Huh? Listen. Hear what I'm getting ready to say to you. We're looking for another building. And Lord knows, thank you, when he does open it up. But, but the truth of the matter is, Lord have mercy, help me say this right. If we did have a building there, a lot of you wouldn't even be able to hold a position in it. A lot of that coming in when you want to, serving when you feel like it, not feel like it, it's got to end. I'd rather you just go back to your natural self, go back to no title, just sit in the congregation, hear the word, just come in, do what you want to do, but don't hold a title. You can't say you're a leader. And we don't see you in the church. We don't even hear from you in the church. You come in when you want to. You don't stay consistent in prayer. You're not on the Bible studies. You're not in discipleship. We don't know where you are. Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Eve? How can you hold a position if we don't know where you are? God wants to know this morning, where are you? The world is full of all kinds of sin and evil. Where are you? Are you listening this morning? All kind of sin and all kind of evil in the world. But this wasn't always the case. Oh, hear me this morning. It wasn't always this way. There was a time when there was no violence. I know some of you are saying, what? Yes. That's why I took you back to Genesis. Before sin came into the world, before Satan deceived the man and the woman, there was no violence. There was no sickness and death. There was none of that. We were sinless. Things were perfect until sin entered the world, until Satan came alongside of the man and the woman and beguiled her. And until they disobeyed God and rebelled against God, things were right. And God sent his son into the world to take us back to that place. Glory be to God. Some of you, it's time that you come out of hiding. Just touch your neighbor on the left and the right and say, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. People are still running. Watch this. I got just, just one point. That's all. Just, that's it this morning. I'm going to say what God said and we're going to get out of here. Listen, people are still running. They're still trying to hide from God and the consequences of their actions. How? I'm glad you asked me. They stay away from church where the word is being preached. You say, how are they running? One, they stay away from church. Where the word is being preached. Point two, they, they, they won't pray. Glory be to God. This is all under one point, but it's just broken down into five different divisions, if you would. Huh? You say, how are they still running away and trying to hide? One, they stay away from church where the word is being preached. Because huh? they get convicted. Two, they won't pray. Glory be to God. 
Ah, uh, glory be to God. Uh, if they do pray, it's only to get something. Wow. Glory be to God. Three, they won't read and study their Bible huh, or be around anybody who does. Four, they accept lies as truth and ignore truth to live a lie. Oh, glory be to God. Let, let me go over these again. I, I don't want you to miss these. People are still running mm -hmm. and trying to hide from God and the consequences of their actions. How? Number one, they stay away from the church where the word is being preached. See, they don't want to be convicted. Two, they won't pray. They say, I'm too busy. Well, I say you're too busy not to pray. Oh, Glory be to God. Jesus. Huh? They pray only when they want something. Mm -hmm. Then when they get it, they get off their knees. They, they put their hands down and, and they go about their merry business. Nah, Three, nah. they won't read and study the Bible. Huh? Because why? The word says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Mm -hmm. See, to do that, they have to answer to God. So they don't want to read and study the Bible. Glory be to God. But they also miss the rest of that. That's why they can't rightly divide the word of truth. And if you can't rightly divide it, the devil will continue to trick you. He will continue to deceive you. Are you listening this morning? They won't read and study the Bible. And they don't want to be around anybody who does. Four, watch this. Now this is a big one. They accept lies as truth. And ignore truth to live a lie. Look at the world we're living in today. People living who they want to live with, how they want to live, man with man, woman with woman, huh? And it's being accepted as truth, acceptable all over the world. Glory be to God. Mm. The devil is a liar. Amen. People are living accepting lies as truth, and they're ignoring the truth to live a lie. Glory be to God. That's huh? Sounds like <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I, I, I know this might be tight, but it's right. And then number five, watch this. How they're still running and trying to hide from God? They live only by means of science, technology, and money. If their life ain't evolved around these three things, especially technology and money, people don't want to hear it. And they only want science because they want to try to disprove what the Word of God says. Let the church say amen. amen. Anything spiritual, they deny. Oh, yeah. Glory be to more. Glory be to God this morning. Huh? People doing everything they can, trying to hide and keep from facing God, not realizing God can still see you even if you don't see him. Are y'all listening? He is sovereign, as first lady said. He's in all and he's over all. You think you're hiding from God because you can't see him? God can still see you. That's how he knew where to come when Adam and Eve called themselves hiding. God wasn't asking them where you are because he couldn't see them. He created all things. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. He knows all things. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Are you listening, church? He's all powerful. He's almighty. He's all present everywhere. He's sovereign. You can't hide from God. You're fooling yourself to think you can hide from God. All the things we do are exposed to God. Mm. It's time to come out of the dark into the light. Because God sees you. Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Eve, this morning? Are you listening this morning? God can still see you. Even if you don't see him. God wanted Adam to think about where he was. Oh, glory be to God. Adam was running and he was hiding from God. 
And so God asked him, where are you? He wanted him to think about where he was. Mm -hmm. God is saying to some of us this morning out there, mm -hmm. he wants you to think about where you are. You've been in that condition long enough. You didn't made this to try to hide yourself. They tried to watch this. They tried to put aprons around them and, 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 and cover themselves up. Now they realize that they were naked. They were already naked. Now they were aware of it from a negative standpoint. Glory be to God. And they tried to cover it up. Huh? Look at many of us even to this day. You can cover the foreskin. Oh, glory well, be to well, God. Well. Ah, you can teach our kids all you want to. You can teach everybody you want to to try to cover it up. You can try to cover the foreskin all you want to prevent pregnancy. Let the church say amen. amen. To prevent diseases. But you cannot cover the conscience. Amen. Ah, the things we use to cover the foreskin only prevent those things at times. But they cannot prevent your conscience from knowing that you're still doing wrong. That's why they were still hiding. Because if the covering could cover them, they would have put the covering on and still stood out in the opening. But notice this Bible. They put the coverings on and still tried to hide. Because the coverings didn't cover them. Call them out. Ah, see, we're still trying to cover the exterior. And the interior is still being exposed. You can't cover the conscience with a condom. You can't cover the conscience with your money. You can't cover the conscience with, oh, glory be to God, with your power and your influence. You can't cover the conscience with these things. Glory be to God. Tell a lie all you want to. It does not cover your conscience. You still know there's born down in every man, in every woman, nomos and logos. We know God put a knowing down inside of us. You know when you do wrong, you just don't want to accept it. We know when we do wrong, we just don't want to face God. The conviction is a good thing, call them out, because God chasing those he loves. If you ain't been convicted, you better watch out then, call them out, because maybe God has turned you over to a reprobate mind. That's dangerous when you can't hear from God. It's a bad thing, church, to not be able to hear from God. Glory be to God. You'll keep heading in a direction that ain't good for you. What kind of parent would we be? To let a child touch a stove knowing that it's hot and not warm them. You don't remove the stove, you warm the child. Glory be to God. Are you listening? God warned us. All the trees I give you, but the one in the midst, do not eat from it. I'm not going to take it out. I'm not going to remove it. I gave you a command. I told you what not to do. We listen to everybody else but God. Oh, Are you listening? Us, it's time to stop running from God. He can still see you. Tell your neighbor he can still see you. Come on. Think about where you are. This was a call of godly conviction. Adam needed to think about what he was doing. Some of you out there right now, you're still running and trying to hide from God. You're still running and trying to hide from the only one that can help you. The only one who can restore you back to health. The only one who can mend your broken heart. The only one who can restore your marriage. How you're going to everything and everybody else. But God is the only one who can help you. The only one who can fix your family matters. He's the only one who can fix your marriage. The only one who can give you guidance and direction. He's the only one, church, who can love you like nobody can love you. The only one who can give you joy and peace of mind and in the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can help you make it through rough times. Adam, where are you? 
God Almighty. God wants you to think this morning about where you are. He wants you to think this morning about where you are. Are you listening, church? Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Look at your neighbor and say, think about where you are. Come on, think about where you are. See, the enemy, the enemy want to keep doing this to you. Say, don't listen to that. Just close that stuff out. You, you, you all right. Yeah, misery loves company. He know where he's going at. And he want to take as many as he can with him. God came looking for his child, his children. And he's looking for us today. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to come for us. He sent Jesus to come for us. And notice what Jesus said. It, unfortunately, everybody ain't his. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, I feel my help in this place. Uh, because he said, my sheep know my voice. A stranger they will not follow. If you belong to God at some point, you're going to turn around. Uh, thank God for the conviction. If you're feeling convicted by this message this morning, thank God. That means you can still hear God. Because when conviction don't bother you no more, you're in trouble. When you become numb to conviction, you're in trouble. Because that's the job of the Holy Spirit, to convict the world. Yeah. Glory be to God. Convict us of our sin back to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Glory be to God. Thank God you can still feel the conviction. Mm -hmm. Thank God when you do wrong, you know you got to do right. Mm -hmm. You can still feel that. That means you can still hear God. And so he's saying to you this morning, don't take this message as judgment against you, deflating you. Uh, uh, tearing you down. See it as being lifted up. God wants to know some of you, where are you? Before you get too far gone over into a reprobate mind where you believe in everything in the devil. All of his lies. He's alive from the beginning. Bible says he's the father of lies. The devil wants to be the father of something. He wants to be worshipped by somebody. Even if it means he got to do evil, he wants to be worshipped as an evil father. But he wants to be worshipped. Why would you want to be a child of that rascal? Huh? When you got a loving father. Who cares about you? Some children today are out here on their own. They're lost. Been deserted. We don't know why. What happened to the parents? It's not our place to go. I, we can't tell why the parents did what they did. But many children out here have been deserted. Mm -hmm. Left by the roadside. Abandoned. Shipped off somewhere. Had to be raised up in some other facility. Not in their own home. You can't imagine what that must feel like to that child. But I'm here to tell you this morning. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not abandon you. He's coming for his children. We left God. God didn't leave us. God Almighty. And he's coming for his own. I'm saying to you, church, he's coming for his own. Watch all the signs, all the things that are happening in the world. God is coming. And he wants you to get ready. So he's asking you this morning, where are you? Think about where you are because I'm on my way. Uh, glory be to God. Some of you, but you got that mental block. Huh? You got that mental block suppressed into your subconscious. See, the subconscious is like a trash compactor. 
It stores things away that you thought you forgot. That's why sometimes when things happen, the way they happen, they bring up stuff from the old, from the past that you thought they were gone. That's the subconscious. Yeah, things lay in there dormant uh, until something reminds you of it. It comes alive again. You thought you got over that thing and it comes alive again. But I'm going to tell you this morning, it's going to keep coming alive until you replace it with something that's alive. You got to replace. Oh, glory be to God. I learned a long time ago the way to get over one habit is to generate another one. God Almighty. Y'all listening this morning? Amen. Uh, sometimes the only way you're going to get over that one bad habit is to have another habit. Because you focus more on that so you get rid of the other one. Huh? Come on, hear me this morning. So we got to keep staying in God's word. Huh? We got to keep listening to our Father. We got to keep doing what the Spirit is telling us to do. If you've been born again, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Huh? Keep listening to God. He know we're going to error. He know we're going to fall. All have come short of the glory of God. He know you're going to err, but get back up. He's gave you the word. He's gave you his spirit to show us how to get back in the line. Get back in the line and keep going. Don't quit. You'll come out if you keep going through. No matter what you're going through, if you keep going, you'll come out on the other side. Glory be to God. Think about where you are this morning. Time that you let that mental block go. It's so suppressed into your subconscious. It's been there so long that you ain't even aware of where you are. Some of you had that mental block suppressed in your subconscious so long that you're no longer even aware of where you are. You're not even aware that your relationship with God has been negatively impacted by the enemy. Are you listening this morning? Listen, listen, hear, hear this what I'm going to say to you. Your minds, many of you, have become fleshly, carnal, worldly, polluted with wrong thinking in the devil's world system, defiled. Some of you are so stubborn. You're so stubborn that you don't want to listen. But I'm going to say this to you. The devil don't have a problem with your religion. He'll let you have all the religion you want. He's got a problem with you having a relationship with God. Glory be to God. See, relationship brought God to Adam. Covenant brought God to Adam. Huh? See, see, to the devil don't have no problem with your religion. Show up church, dress on Easter, all you want to do. He ain't got a problem with that. He ain't got a problem with that. Kill all the animals you want, sacrifice it. There ain't got no problem with religion. Yeah. All these traditions. Go to church on this day, don't go out on this day. Burn the ashes all you want. That stuff is tradition. The traditions of men have made the word of God of non-effect. The devil don't have a problem with your traditions. He got a problem with you having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Lay your religions aside and pick up a relationship with God. Come out of hiding because God wants a relationship with you. Come out of hiding because God loves you. It's time that you turn around. Learn something from the prodigal son. When he realized his religion, good God Almighty, was no longer effective. Watch this. You have a whole lot of friends with your religion, huh? but when all your money gone, when all the pleasure's gone, they're going to be gone. Wow. God Almighty. 
But the prodigal son came to himself. He had mind enough to come to himself and realize that he was lost. He looked up and realized, where am I? I'm out here living like a pig. I'm living like a hellion. I'm, I'm out here living this lavish life. I'm out here living, eating with the swine. And I've got a home back in my father's house. I've got a mansion. But God Almighty, I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus said. Where I am that you may be also in my father's house a many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. We are here living like swine. And you got a mansion with your name on it. You got a room waiting for you in glory. You got an eternal crown that won't ever fade. Don't call them out. Ah, look at the promises of God for your life. Where are you, Adam? Where are you, Eve, this morning? Your father wants your relationship. Your daddy is looking for you. Call them out. Uh, he wants you to think about where you are. Some of you drifting too far. You're drifting too far away. Uh, you're drifting too. Don't don't blame the building for that. But call them out. I'm not in the building either, and I love him just the same. Hallelujah. Uh, the mere fact that I ain't in the building makes me want to cling even more, yes, even closer. Call them out. Uh, see, you weren't about the building, but God watched it. That's why Jesus could tell the Pharisee, this building, this temple, I'll tear down in three days and raise up. They couldn't understand it because they were still stuck on the physical. Wow. Jesus told the Samaritan woman, you worship in these mountains and in these places. But the day is coming when you will neither worship here in Mount Gerizim nor in this other place. But they that worship the Father will worship him in spirit and in truth. Know ye not that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. This is the place that God wants to dwell. These are the buildings that God is interested in. He's not coming back for that brick and mortar. He's coming back for your body, my body, his temple, his church, made without spot or wrinkle, no inward foulment, no outward blemishes. Won't age, but call them out. Won't die no more. One new man, Jew and Gentile, one in Yeshua. Are you listening, church? Adam and Eve, where are you this morning? Your dad is coming for you. He sent big brother looking for us. Call them out. My sheep know my voice. Stranger, they will not follow. Get back into your church. Get back into your Bible study. It amazes me how many people that don't know the word but won't get where the word is being preached. But God Almighty, you ain't going to be able to tell God that it wasn't given to you. Because he said, I give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. If you ain't getting it, that's your fault. It ain't because I ain't giving it. But God Almighty, let the church say amen. Come on, let the church say amen. Glory be to God. Your daddy's looking for you. Your daddy's coming for you. Because he loves you. Turn around. And when that prodigal watched his son, when he came back home, he came back home and he fell down. His father told him, get up. And he ran out to meet him and he put a robe on him. Put shoes on his feet and a signet ring on his hand and indicated that he belonged to somebody. I'm saying to you this morning, some of you that have drifted off, that have gone far away, the enemy has tricked you long enough, you belong to somebody. And not just to somebody, not just to anybody, but you belong to the almighty body of all the universe. You belong to the creator of all creations. 
You belong to the master of all masters. Yes, God. You belong to the king of all kings. But God Almighty, you belong to the Lord of all lords. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the bright and morning star. I heard somebody say he is grandmama's walking cave. But God Almighty, he is the bridge over troubled waters. He's coming to look for his children. Where are you, Adam, this morning? Where are you, Eve? Come out of hiding because your daddy still loves you. Your daddy still cares for you. Your daddy still wants to protect you. Your daddy's got a place for you. Your daddy made a plan for you from the beginning, the foundations of the world. He came down the 40 and two generations to check on you and me here, to tell us we got a way back. He know you messed up. Let that go. He's cast your sin, my sin, into the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember them no more. He ain't looking at what you did. He's looking at what you're doing with what he gave you. Yeah. He gave us his son to die on that old rugged cross that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He gave you his spirit on the inside, not amongst you, in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You need a spiritual mind. I said you need a spiritual mind to receive and utilize knowledge from God. For the carnal, watch this. The Bible says for the to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. God Almighty. Are you listening? Romans 8 and 6, 1 Timothy 4, 7. And you need a sound mind. 1 Timothy 4, 7. Are you listening? You need a spiritual mind to receive and utilize knowledge from God. And you need a sound mind motivated by the love of the Holy Spirit shed abroad in your heart, controlling your thinking patterns. See, because as a man thinking his heart, so is he. And out of the heart flow the issues of life. Ah, oh, glory be to God. See, that's where all our desires come out of the heart. That's why the enemy approached Eve with the desires of her heart. With the desires of her heart. Nothing wrong with the desiring, but it's something wrong when you desire what God don't desire for you. Amen. And the way that he don't desire for you. Huh? Yes, we're becoming like God. But the problem was, we're not becoming God. Amen. See, see, Satan wanted to try to convince Eve, make them think that you're becoming God. No, we're not becoming God. We're becoming like God. Huh? You need a spiritual mind. You need a sound mind. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. He don't want you hiding. Huh? He don't want you living in fear and in worry. He's not giving us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 7. Glory be to God. I said, Glory be to God. Amen. Those of you who are still running and hiding from God, it's time to sense your need for God and seek after Him. Yes. I said, It's time to seek your need for God. Sense your need for God and seek after Him. Amen. Stop hiding. Jesus said those who diligently seek him will find him. Huh? Watch this. In the Old Testament, God came for them. In the New Testament, he wants us to come to him. Amen. He sent his son so we can come to him. He's not going to make you receive him. He's not going to make you receive him, but he's there for you with open arms. 
I'll leave you with this this morning. I'll leave you with this. You can keep running. You can keep hiding all you want. But the day is coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. The day is coming. Are you listening, church? Go to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to get ready to close. Go to Matthew chapter 25 in your Bible. Open, turn your Bibles with me. Go to Matthew chapter 25. Look at verse 31 and 32 real quick. Real quick. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 and 32. The Bible says, The Son of Man will come again in his great glory with all his angels. He will be king and sit on his great throne. All the nations of the world will be gathered before him and he will separate them into two groups Amen. as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The Son of Man will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Are you listening? Are you listening, church? That time is going to come. He's going to separate those who are his from those who are not. The sheep on his right, the goats to his left. He will store his wheat in his garner. Are you listening? But the chaff he will burn up with unquenchable fire. He has no use for it. It's not his. It's not his. If you missed what I said to you this morning, mm -hmm. simply this, all of us are Adam and Eve. Well. All of us are Adam and Eve. Where are you? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Amen. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. To the only wise God be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Now and forever. Let the church say amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shalom. Go in peace.